0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 285 of the Drunk National Podcast. I'm your host, as always, I'm Tyler, and joining me is the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Cables. What's up, buddy? Hey, Tyler, I'm doing alright. Just uh, got
1: finished off with a crazy week of work. Been playing more WoW. Been doing some other stuff, but man, you know what I to man, it's like it's kind of interesting that we're already at that point of the summer where it's getting closer and closer to the fall. And on top of that, it's like, man, just like the days are just slipping ever so closer, like quick, you know, much more quicky, you know, quicky, <laughs> much more quick, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> in terms of stuff. Okay. But uh, anyway, other than that, though, it's like, how have you been doing, Tyler?
0: I'm doing alright. Just like you, long week of work. Uh, Not been what's supposed to be the most slow summertime at work has not actually been that so much, really. Uh, We June was a slow month, and we went right back into craziness. Um, Yeah. But uh, yeah, much like it, just like you know, I was thinking about that. Um, We've been talking about work. It's like it's crazy here. In a few weeks, you know, it's like we're gonna be right back into it with with busy season and all that, but on the positive side, you know, I was thinking about it too, where it's like football's back. Uh, well, preseason's on now, so that's great. Yeah. Something. Uh, but I, I keep on my, uh, my phone. I like, I have like a notes thing and I, I track a bunch of different, I have a bunch of different notes for like tracking like bills and, uh, budgeting and, uh, hours. Uh, but I also have a note for just for like video games and keeping track of like when games come out mm-hmm. and, um, one of the reasons I do that is because uh, uh, I have, on a couple occasions, uh, pre-ordered the same game from multiple websites and got multiple copies. Uh, so, and I, I do a part, in, like, I have things to do where I bold it if it's, you know, uh, I have not typed out, and I bold it if I pre-ordered it, uh, I put an asterisk on it if I've already paid for it, things like that. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, you know, I put the dates when they're coming out, what the game is and dates coming out, and... I was looking at it. So, uh, this week, uh, a game, uh, episode one of Walking Dead came out. Next week, I got nothing coming out that I'm aware of anyways, I'm interested in. But after that, I have four straight weeks of a game uh, coming out. Wow. Uh, so, i uh, pull my notes up real quick so I can uh, remember, memorize them all. Because I just, a uh, couple in space, so I'm on Here we go. Uh, so, April 28th, Fire Pro Wrestling. i wrote a pre of that one. Uh, September 7th, Spider-Man. Uh, 14th uh, Tomb Raider and then the, the, the oh no actually no four games in five weeks and then uh, Life is Strange 2 comes out so I, in a five week stretch I have four games uh, that I'm all equally looking forward to uh, sucks for that because then there's like nothing I'm looking forward to for almost two months because <laughs> uh, then like nothing else comes out until like mid November because uh, you know Red Dead Redemption and all that shit but uh, yeah it's just kind of crazy um, we're, we're almost there like I'm like keep seeing like photos and like videos of spider-man and like foaming at the mouth uh at that game the more I see of it but at the point now where I just kind of avoid it best I can uh but yeah I mean like you were saying it's just crazy how we're, we're it's almost you know it's almost that time of year where we won't, we're gonna be there's probably not going to be a lot of news, but we're going to have a bunch of games to play, which is great. I'd rather have oh, it that yeah. way than the other way.
1: Well, oh, yeah. Uh, Man, most definitely. I mean, I, it just kind of took me by surprise. Like, even the past couple days, I just looked upon, like, uh, sites and just realized, like, oh, my God, spider is coming out pretty fucking soon. And all of a sudden, it's like, going to check down there, it's like, oh, yeah, Fire Pro Wrestling's this day. Then I looked upon it, because a lot of the games I'm looking forward to come out in December.
0: <laughs> so oh, it's yeah. like...
1: I got it. Super Smash Brothers, and then you have the Persona dancing all night games and stuff that are supposed to be coming out, like, the 4th, so with the span of, like, 3 days. I'm just debating whether or not I want to go through and purchase that, and then, like, have Smash Brothers as well, because it's like, uh, man, no matter what you're looking at it, man, it's like, you got $100 for this edition like like, Persona, this Persona dancing game, right, which includes, like, the Persona 5, and then the Persona Three, like a uh, dancing games, but it supposedly is like from what I was looking at just the moment ago is the only type of edition that has that Persona Four Golden, the one I Platinum on the on the Vita.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: but uh, but uh, but what I'm just getting at overall, it's like a lot of these games now are coming out so quickly, and there are so many of them. I still want to go back and play, and it's it's getting to the point now. There's so many good games releasing in the span, and just just such a short time on the digital storefront, the retail storefront, that I am literally drowning in good quality games.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like I've already got like a... I've been doing a pretty good job of uh, getting through my backlog stuff of like games that came out this year, or I bought in recently. Like I've been talking about like a few weeks ago, I'm trying to get better at not buying games uh, so much, and sticking to the games. So I have that like... Um, How's it go? It's like paralysis analysis or whatever Anal- Paralysis by analysis, where like you have too many things you want to do, so you just don't do any of them, or you like you just like you spend like ten minutes trying to decide what you want to do, or you do like three minutes of everything, and you end up not just doing any of the things you want to do. Like, ah, oh, a yep. show I want to watch, I want to watch the next episode of this show, but I also want to play this game, but I also want to watch this show, but there's this other game I want to play too. Yep. But then there's also this this YouTube video that looks really interesting, and then uh, like ah, oh, I'm just gonna go on Twitter and like scroll in there for like ten minutes. It's like oh well, I don't have time to do anything. Uh, so we're trying to get better at that. Uh, I, I've actually, uh, caught up, I beat a couple games, not really, I don't know, not really beat a couple games, but I, I caught up on those games, uh, but I also bought two games this week. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, uh, I think, I don't know if I said it on the show, but I bought it like towards the end of last week. Uh, I bought Vampire, or Yeah. I don't know how you pronounce it, uh, it's a game I've talked about before, I've been really looking forward to playing it, just waiting for a sale. came, it went on sale for... Uh, forty bucks but then I have the best buy unlock thing I think it was called. Excuse me, where you get twenty percent off all the games you buy and then I had some best buy bucks I got for like seven dollars. And then um Metal Gear Survive was ten dollars. And oh, I hate no. myself. So I, I bought it. Um so those are two things that I, I have to play. I don't really have uh I don't am at the point now where it's like games are coming out that were uh, that are, like all these games that come out in the next few weeks are all like uh three of them are like Spider-Man, Tomb Raider, open world games, Fireball Wrestling, I don't know what that game's going to be. Like, mm-hmm. as far as, like, time consumption-wise, could be, a few hours could be endless. I don't know. So, I'm like, ah, it's too, like, those two games are fairly long, it sounds like. So, I'm like, I don't really want to dive into those games. Uh, but I was, you know, like, oh, this could be great. Extra life game, save them for that. Or, I'm like, I have, like, six weeks uh, span where, in the, in the, in the, basically, October is wide open for me. So, I might play them then. I don't know yet. Uh, so I have those sitting there. I'm going to play eventually. But, uh, yeah, it's crazy, man. It's like, (laughs) it's kind of snuck up on us. Like, in July, we were just, like, jonesing for anything to talk about and play. Yeah. And now here we are. Uh, I kind of wish I would have bought, just, you know, bit the bullet and bought Vampire in, like, July and played it then. I'm worried now I'll just never get to it. Uh, but, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways. So, speaking of games, it has been, uh almost a month since you and i have done like a regular what we've been playing yeah it's very uh, true yeah so like you know there was we, we did a normal show a few weeks ago and then i was in vegas so we did like a uh it's kind of a weird offshoot rainy day topics podcast and then last week was just an insane amount of news which was actually a lot of news this week again uh but we're actually gonna spend some time and we're gonna talk about what we've been playing uh gables yes do you want to go first or do you want me to go first i'll
1: go first this time around
0: okay sounds good boy go ahead
1: Alright, so to start things off, I've delved a little bit more inside of the Dragon Ball Fighters Z, like, season pass stuff. What I've been doing originally is, well, I had a craving to play some more Dragon Ball Fighters Z and stuff, but uh, I went ahead, I think I explained this a couple of, like, last time we were saying what we've been playing, but I bought the season pass, I got like about the six characters so far, you know, from uh, characters like Broly, like... Fuse the Masu, the the Goku and Vegeta original forms that uh, <laughs> were just recently released, among others and stuff. And I've had a chance to play through all of their like uh, combo modes and stuff like that, their combo challenges. And I gotta admit, man, I mean, I was having some fun trying to relearn how to play specific portions of the how like of the game and how to try to work together specific combos and stuff. I gotta admit, some of the more easier ones I was able to grasp was uh, guys like Broly and Bardock because a lot of their combo moves are very simplistic in terms of trying to build yourself up into like some sort of combo move. I think I've noticed like there's maybe like one combo for Broly that you can actually do while he's uh, in the air and stuff, but uh, that has to. Well, um, what I mean is like special wise, and one of the specials you can actually go in the, in the air and stuff like that and execute. There are other characters previously that you can do, like, multiple special... Like, multiple types of specials and stuff with, uh, with their air combat. But, uh... <clears throat> the quality of the characters themselves actually feel very well done and very fleshed out. And I'm really impressed because it matches the tone and the quality of a lot of the different characters already presented inside that game. Now what I'm waiting for is the last two. Because in this season past, they promised eight characters... The Guilty Gear developers, and so what we're waiting on is next month. There will be Cooler, which is a uh, uh, the brother to one of the the enemy characters inside the uh, game, Frieza. And then the last one, it hasn't been announced yet, but because of data mining and stuff, we more of us, most of us already know what the character is, and I, we believe it's going to be Android Seventeen. Which, if that's so, then hell, I would love that because inside of the Dragon Ball Super, he was also a very good, like, he was also a very good fighter in terms of the whole world, that uh, universe tournament and stuff like that. Stuff that, obviously, my uh, fellow co-host here is not going to know much about. I mean, he's mm-hmm. only here for the game. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm already lost. I know, I know. <laughs> Man, I, I'm just not even going to... No, just, you're fine. I mean, like, I'm not even going to try to explain certain things, because you got to... In order to get like a good understanding of the game itself, you don't have to know Dragon Ball Z or the Dragon Ball universe in order to enjoy the game. But for some like me that has actually delved into this uh, series for over 20 years now, it's crazy to think that it's been over 20 years since I first watched Dragon Ball Z. But yeah, <laughs> I've gotten so much enjoyment and so much fun out of this game that, man, it just amazes me from going from watching the show and then going through the... Oh, the first few games of the, the franchise and stuff and absolutely like having a terrible time playing games like Legacy of Goku and stuff like that of the Game Boy Advance. Which I still hold up to this day, even though our our former colleague Jake may have disagreed at one point, but I absolutely hate fucking Legacy of Goku.
0: <laughs> still one of my all time favorite moments is when you told me I hate that game. I know. And the reaction. <laughs> yeah. I gotta like go like dig that up somewhere I gotta find that. that oh great. boy. And I, I,
1: uh, I would suggest to people, the listeners, if you don't know what game I'm talking about, go ahead and, like, research on YouTube Team Four Star and their playthrough of Dragon Ball Z Legacy of Goku for the Game Boy Advance. Because you'll get a better idea of what I'm talking about. Because back then, I played through the entirety of that game. I had to buy a freaking player's guide. <laughs> I remember this. I had to get a player's guide in order to get through the last portions of the game and what was very much of a big ol' FU is at the end of the game, it allows you to... And I and I quote, I, I shit you not. You could put, you could press the select button while sending a new game, and you would be invincible. I mean, hmm. wh- that would have been nice if that was actually a code you could actually input before you could beat the game. <laughs> but the fact that they had to include like an invincibility mode in the game that was already like tough as shit, even like on a base setting, man, but anyway, I'm, I'm dragging off right here, but anyway, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, that game is still amazing, I'm looking forward to how it does in the Switch, because that is going to be a fantastic game to pick up for people who want to play that game on the go, which, you know what, I would highly recommend people, I would just much rather, like, play fighting games personally, myself, with a controller, and not, like, on the handheld mode of, like, the Switch. Because the thing about it is, it's it's the button layout, really. Because the D-pad stuff is just, just like, those square buttons, like, the regular, like, uh, buttons on, like, the right part of the Joy-Cons and stuff. But, uh, anyway. <laughs> Other than that, though, I had been playing a little bit of stuff on the Switch. Not a lot. I managed to go through a few more levels of Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Always. Nice. I have not beat the first boss of the first world. I'm going through this game probably at a snail's pace because I've been playing this game a little bit off and on when I've been bringing my Switch to work. And i got to admit, man, it's like going through these levels, they're so silky smooth so far. I haven't had too much issues with it. And I can understand how some people, when they get up to like the bosses and stuff, that it could take a little bit longer for them to uh, beat them. 'Cause when I was facing off against the first boss, the main boss of the first world and stuff, yeah, it took a couple bit more tries and stuff to actually knock him out. Um, the seal? Yeah, the seal. The yeah. whole seal thing that's sliding up and down that ramp and stuff. It's not difficult. I just have to go through and just sit down and just uh just make myself go through that <laughs> go through that freaking boss stage and just beat him. But because of how little time I had on my break and stuff, I couldn't really finish it up at the moment. So I look forward to doing that a little bit off and on. I did, like, play a little bit of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. But uh, I was showing one of my friends because uh, she has a Switch and stuff like that. And she just, uh, she's been wanting to try to get Mario Kart 8 and stuff. So, of course, during lunchtime and stuff, I brought my Switch along and I let her see, like, what I was doing and stuff. And uh, she, she loves Legend of Zelda stuff. She was, like, very tickled and stuff like that by singing Link and stuff, like, on his uh, his. <laughs> is a motorcycle and stuff like that and all the and all the themed course and stuff man it, it was just kind of like a fun little excursion things so you know how you like go through with friends and stuff you show them new games and stuff that they've been interested in or they're interested mm-hmm. in possibly getting and then just oh hey i have it right here let's let me let me show you how it's done blah 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 and so on and so forth but uh i played a little bit of that. Off and on, I've been playing another game on my Switch called, like, uh, Voice or Voez, V-O-E-Z. It was a mobile game. I have touched bases on it in the past, but uh, I casually play this game on the go whenever I'm doing, whenever I have, like, a commute or something like that, or I'm in the back of the car and just going to places. I just play a couple of tracks and stuff, like, on easy mode. It's just a really soothing, relaxing game. I think it's like around 25 bucks on the Switch, but it's well worth it if you love good music games on the go, along with uh, some other good music games that uh, I think Tyler and I have played through before, which were the Frederick games.
0: Fuck yeah, man. <laughs> you need,
1: seriously, if you love music games, you gotta try out both of those Frederick games. They are constantly on sale in the eShop for the Switch, yeah. and you will definitely have a good fun with it. Even if you just yeah. play through it once or something like that, at least give it a playthrough. It is fantastic. Both of those games. I, I think
0: they're only a few dollars to begin with, and yes. they constantly
1: see them on sale for, like,
0: under a dollar. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, there, seriously. So they are buy. well worth the price. But the main game that I had been playing this week was a bit more of World of Warcraft. So, it's like, Battle for Azeroth released last, like earlier on this week. Like I said before, the last week, I did buy yeah I did buy the expansion and stuff like that but I have been going through the starter courses for a while because I'm still learning I'm still new at this and basically what the starting points are is basically some remix mainline quest for the vanilla version of wow and I learned recently like this past week that I'm not gonna get to the first expansion until like around level 60 <laughs> So it's like, I've had, I've been having some of my friends, like, you know, basically show me a few things, like how to do things like fishing, how to get things like resourcing, like how you do blacksmithing, because you can have multiple different types of professions. You can learn, like, different types of, like, ways to cook your food or to level up, like, proficiencies for fishing and, like, uh, blacksmithing and the sorts. But also, There's a couple interesting features that I kind of like in this game where it's like you can mail off like certain items and certain like pouches, like different types of like higher inventory bags to other players and stuff in the game through a actual like kind of mail system inside the game, which that's kind of cool, you know, but uh, what I also kind of delved into right here was the whole aspect of the whole microtransaction stuff. Now, I'm not one to actually go through and use microtransaction stuff, not in the least. For this one, for this game, I actually kind of made an exception for just, just to try something, really. So one of my friends been talking about this thing called a WoW token, right? Where you pay basically 20 bucks, and you get this token, right? And what you do with this token is it can be used for multiple different types of things. Either if you get a to- one of those WoW tokens from the auction house inside WoW, you can actually exchange it. For like actual like cash in terms of like uh, Blizzard balance and stuff to use towards other games made by Blizzard and such like that. Or you could actually sell it to get like over 100,000 gold or something like that for your yourself, you know, for your character in WoW. So I tried that because I was just legitimately curious what would happen if I actually do that. So it, the whole auction stuff lasts for about a couple hours, and so basically, let me explain this. The auction house in WoW is basically a whole like a smorgasbord of other players going through putting things like items, weapons, heirlooms, and like uh, different other types of things for actual like auction stuff for sale in terms of how much. Gold or something like that. Somebody could actually bid on it. You can actually bid. It's it's basically a WoW version of eBay, <laughs> quintessentially. And uh, yeah, I end up getting my gold and stuff. I got a couple of bags and all this other stuff from from one of my friends. And the thing about this is, like, one of my friends she helped me out tremendously by uh, by giving me bits of like gold that she had she had like in reserve and stuff, so I can buy some of these things called heirlooms, which. Some of these heirlooms can be like specific pieces of armor or specific pieces of equipment that you can equip onto your character. So she helped me get specific pieces of armor so where there's a specific number, a percentage that's added on when you're leveling up by doing questing and by doing like things like like killing creatures and stuff. So I believe I got around, gosh, maybe an extra 15-20% more through uh, leveling up stuff plus any other types of additions and stuff you do. Like, say, if you join a guild, that's also another, like, 10% increase. So, basically, Tyler, this is a bit more math-focused than I thought it was going to be. But, uh...
0: <laughs> I, I love math,
1: and I'm lost. I know, I know. <laughs> I know, Tyler. Just bear with me. It's, You're fine. There's You're basi- fine. It's basically... There's just specific things you can do to help you increase your experience points faster. That's basically what I'm trying to say.
0: I understand that one. I understand (laughs) that 100%. I'm a big fan of that.
1: But um, I will say, I was playing a little bit of Warcraft today with my character, and I basically got to level 40 very quick. I was at level 38 to start for the day. I just did a couple of quests, and I was noticing, I was making things like, I was making like 10,000 experience points off of this and this and that and stuff like that, and I'll admit, it actually made me feel like a little bit more like happier in terms of, hey, I'm progressing actually a bit further now, not just stuck in sort of this dead-end space, because I will say this, man, it's like, I've, I think I've completed now close to around half of the mainline quests. And that's me doing side quests in general and actually completing different areas. So freaking World of Warcraft is freaking huge. I've almost spent an entire month playing this game off and on. And it's going to be like another week or something like that until my actual legitimate first month is wrapped up. But from then on, I'm actually happy with a lot of the progression I've done. I've gone through level 1 all the way up to level 40. And that's very impressive in terms of, uh, Mm -hmm. well, my progression. I don't do that i don't really do that in rpgs that much anymore but uh it just comes to show you inside of a video game if you have friends that legitimately love playing this game and are willing to let you know help you out here and there and give you a few tips or give you bits of like pieces that you need to help you progress through something like that it makes the game a lot more interesting it makes it a lot more bearable but uh other than that tyler i know it's been long-winded but that's pretty much what i've been playing
0: (laughs) that's cool man I'm, i'm glad you're still enjoying the game uh well not glad uh I'm still scared i'm still scared this might end the show but uh this is not gonna end the show <laughs> i'm just worried I'm just worried uh never say never uh no I'm, I'm i'm happy i'm happy having fun uh there's only a few episodes left guys so join one of the last uh, <laughs> He's just
1: next week. I'm just totally obsessed with it. It's like, oh my god, Tyler! Yeah. I gotta do this. I gotta do this. I gotta yeah. one more level. One more level. God damn it! <laughs>
0: See, I'm gonna get like, yeah, I'm gonna start getting like, ah, man, you got to go without me tonight. Uh, something <laughs> came up. And I'm gonna like go online, and he's like, I don't know how, but I'm gonna figure out. He's playing. I'm going like Discord, and he's on there, and he's like, fucking playing World of Warcraft or something.
1: And then it's gonna get. It's probably gonna get so worse summer I'm playing like Warcraft in the middle of recording, and obviously you just yeah. hear the key clicks and stuff. It's like. <laughs>
0: Yeah, let's... I don't want to deal with that anymore, so... I I dealt with that for, like, three and a half years. I won't won't name names. But they're not on this podcast anymore. Oh, God. So, I I would rather you didn't do that. Um, But that's cool. I'm glad you're having fun, you fucking nerd. Uh, So... Thank you. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. Uh, No, but uh, I guess going on what I've been playing... I've been playing a... uh, a plethora of games over the last few weeks. Nice. Uh, I played a bunch of Switch games on the uh, flight uh, to and from Vegas. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to focus on a couple games I, I played recently, actually. And as of recently, I mean, like, they uh, like today. Uh, so, uh, well, so one of the games, Madden 19, yeah. uh, came out uh, last week. Um, uh, it came out on August 10th, which was a Friday. Uh, I paid the extra 20 bucks and got it on the 7th, which was a Tuesday. But, well, not really. They had a discount if you bought it digitally um, through Madden 18. You got 10% off. Mm-hmm. So I saved 8 bucks. Oh. So I, I paid $12 more to get it uh, three days early. Which, for me, um, crazy to most, to me, uh, makes the most sense. I, I uh, The amount of hours I put in this game, totally worth it uh, in the long run. Um, but, um I'm not going to talk about Madden 19, the game itself, because it's it's Madden. There's things I love and hate about the changes in this yep. game. I can go on super deep into if I want to. The thing I want to talk about, really, uh, actually, is the uh, long shot mode, okay. um, which people don't remember. Last year, they added a story mode called uh, Long Shot, which was uh, like a telltale-esque story mode, um, where you play as Devin Wade and his best friend Colt Cruz, who's a wide receiver. Devin Wade's quarterback. And, uh, um, he, he joins, he was, he was a former uh, quarterback of Texas. He left to join the army and then he wants to go back and he found his passion for football again. And he wants to go back and, uh, try to get in the NFL for, for the draft. And he, uh, joins this like reality TV show where he, he like gets trained by like, Dan Marino and a lot of like great legends and stuff yeah. like that. Um, and there's like a, based off like how you, you do in these uh, events and the story, um, There's a million different ways that like the, not only a million, there's like a half dozen different ways where you can, uh, the story can end, um, where you can get drafted and your best friend Colt doesn't, you both get drafted, neither get drafted, one gets drafted, but basically there's a lot of different ways it happens. Um, so, um, in this game, uh, it takes place, it's called Longshot Homecoming, uh, and it takes place a year later. Um, and, uh, at the end of the uh, at the end of the first game either way you both get uh whether you get drafted or not you end up on a team and like uh, you get end up getting signed to go to like do a training camp and try out for a team yeah uh, and that's how it ends and this one it takes place it's a it's the next season uh this current season that we're about to start and um devin Wade uh got cut by the old team and uh whatever because basically it was like uh, you pick your favorite team in the beginning and at the end of it, uh, Colt gets picked by your rival team. So, like, my favorite team is the Packers. He got drafted by the Bears. Oh. And then I am uh, then I got drafted by the Packers. Uh, hmm. And that's how it ends. Um, but uh, in this one, it's just like, so he got uh, Devin Wade and Colt Cruz both got cut. And um, now Colt Cruz is uh, trying to get, he's, like, calling people, trying to get on a roster to just try out. And Devin Wade is, uh, with, hes signed with the Cowboys and he's, um, you know, it's training camp. He's trying to not get, he's trying to make the roster. And, um, it's only a few hours long. I actually really, I beat it all in one sitting. Uh, I didn't even mean to, it just kind of flew by. Wow. Uh, so they, they got one of the main thing, one of the big things they changed is, uh, they got rid of like the telltale style of it where you have to like, you can like pick dialogue choices. Uh, that's just gone. Now it's just cutscenes And, um, and this uh so you go through and Col uh it's it's really corny i I don't know if I i I think I like the first one better from a story perspective because um, it was more grounded in football and there was some you know some personal stuff in it but it all kind of went back to football this one it kind of delves more into uh, uh like a like a teenage uh drama or something you see on TV so like uh. Colt uh, meets his dad, he's who he hasn't seen like since he was like three years old, been like over twenty years. Uh, he finds out he has a, a stepsister, and his dad uh, ditches his stepsister, who's a teenager, who's still in high school, and uh, now he uh, he finds out he's a stepsister. Now the uh, stepsister is living with Colt, and he's trying to get his life together because he has no money, um, and he's trying to just get on a football team. And no one's answering his calls. And then Devin's trying to make the team with the Cowboys. Um, and it kind of goes through. Uh, and one, I mean, so another thing I don't like is, like, in the, in, the, in the first game, like, you had, like, basically one shot at drills. Uh-huh. Like, you, you, like, all the practice modes. Like, if you didn't, like, all right, score a touchdown. Go Like, you got to travel 80 yards down the field and score a touchdown. Uh, if you didn't score a touchdown, you failed. whatever your grade goes down. Uh, so the odds of you get drafted are less, um, and in this one, like you fail, it just says try again. <laughs> so in some ways, like I, I mean, it's not like that all the time, but like in the end, like a lot of the same things just happen regardless of what you what happens in the game. Uh, like if I fail to score a touchdown on this drive, the next drive, it didn't really matter all that much. As long as you score a touchdown eventually, you, you or whatever you get, whatever the goal is it'll happen. Uh, so it really kind of took away all of like the multiple different uh, options that can happen. It's just basically just long. It's, it's more of a linear story. Um, so it's a pretty decent change. Um, but uh, overall, I, I mean, I really did like it still. Uh, I, I enjoyed it because it's more football. Uh, there's like I said, the, the story parts of it are more personal, but the actual gameplay por- portion portions of it is more football. Uh, so like you'll have like flashbacks where you go like, uh, when like Devin and Colt were playing on the high school football team. Uh, and then like Colt ends up becoming the head coach of their Texas football team and uh, high school football team. And, uh, like you, you basically, you play like three or four different, uh, uh, high school football games, which is actually pretty fun. Uh, it's closest as Oliver gets probably playing in some a football game again, at least for a while, if ever. Um, so that part's fun, uh, and then you do a lot of uh, Devin Wade. You play a lot of like practice modes with him, like where it's like, all right, you're playing against the 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 de- like the Cowboys defense. So uh, you need to score, you need to score a touchdown. And this uh, you need to travel. Down you got like normal stuff, ten yards good, uh, first down, all that, blah blah blah. Uh, score down the field, score a touchdown. Uh, and then you play more in game stuff. I feel like you do all a bunch of preseason games, and then uh, I don't really want to spoil it too much, but it, I don't know. It all kind of wraps up in a nice little bow at the end, but then there's like it just feels like uh, what's the name of the movie I'm trying to think of? Uh, where well, they're trying to close something, they have like a, a like a, a contest, and the guy wins and saves it. I can't remember where to do this. Like South Park made fun of it with like the avalanche thing or with the with the skiing thing with the pizza and the French fry. Oh uh, my God! I can't I... think. It's like a it's like an eighties movie. Um, it's like an eighties movie, but 80s it's like. Yeah, so it's like, uh, so Colt, like, so, like, the high school football team, uh, Mathis, used to be, like, uh, like they were, like, this legendary high school where they're always, like, in the running for a national championship. Now they hit hard times. Yeah. Uh, and this is super early on. The famed head coach, the legendary head coach, he passes away in the middle of the season. Right. So Colt has to take over uh, and also uh, deal with his sister, who he's never met before, but within, like, 20 minutes... Now, all of a sudden, they, like, love each other and, the soup, like, they all care for... Which, I don't know. It's, it's really corny. Just, like, how quickly they go from, like, never met to, like, now, like, they're the most important people in their lives. Uh, and, like, uh, how, like, Colt had seen his dad since he was three years old and now they're, like, totally cool. Um, oh, my God. It's all really weird. But, like... So, the whole thing is, like... It's, like, a straight... It's a rip-off of, like, Friday Night Lights season, four, uh, season three or four. Yeah. Where, like... All right. So, we're going to... Well, season, I guess Friday Night Lights, it was different where they're going to split the, the district up in the two different and make two high schools. And this one, they're going to merge two different districts into one high school. And they're trying to stop that because, like, hey, Mathis is too important. It's too important. This town, this high school is, the football team is, can't do that. And, like, there's this evil, like, millionaire guy. He's like, no, we're going to merge it. We're going to make this uh, million-dollar stadium. And, like, it's like, all right, make this agreement. Like, all right, well, if you guys, like, you guys are owned for, if you went out, uh, you got you can uh, you and raise two hundred fifty thousand dollars. We'll keep the team in Mathis and all that blah blah blah. And it's like this soup, like this evil like construction guy. Uh, he owns like a construction company, a millionaire, and he's like trying to like undermine them in ways. And like this is like sh- this is like this is like a bad eighties movie. Yeah, it is. It, it's like it's just a complete rip off of like an eighties movie. Is what it is. I mean, it's not like it's better than I'm making it sound. Yeah, like, it's not awful. Um, like I don't, I don't hate it. Like necessarily, Uh, I felt like it was super corny, and I liked um, the first Homecoming. The first one was way better uh, was way better than this one is. I think part of that maybe is too, where the fact we're home with the long shot. I mean, Uh, the first one was way better because I think part of it because we didn't know what to expect. Um, Like this could be great, and this could be terrible, Uh, and this one it's just like. This wasn't even announced until, like, three weeks before the game came out. Like, nobody knew this was a thing. And then wow. the guy who plays Colt Cruz, who was Jason Street in Friday Night Lights, I can't remember the real actor's name, uh, he, like, he put a screenshot of it on his Twitter account, like, mid-July.
1: And that's how people found out about this. Yeah,
0: and it was super weird. Like, okay, that's weird. Like, why aren't oh, they, like, pushing this more? Because oh when FIFA did it and they brought it back, like, they made a huge deal of it two three, E3s in a row. Uh, wow. And this one, they didn't do that. Uh, so, um, I still liked it a lot. I liked the gameplay portions of it more. Uh, I think it helps. It's only a few hours long. You can, Like I said, I beat it. Uh, it's probably closer to two hours than three. Uh, but, uh, like I said, I like the gameplay portions more. The story is uh, uh, subpar. Uh, but, I mean, it's, it's just kind of laughable at points how... How okay. Bad, it is so. I, I was entertained at least from that aspect of it. Uh, so I don't really know. I don't know. I, I would still say, like, if you have Madden, check it out. Like, I thought Long Shots was like this is worth buying Madden for alone. Yeah, uh, I thought that's all great I thought Long Shot was in last year's game. This one, it's like I'm not you don't need to buy it for to play this. It's only a few <laughs> hours. If you can like red box it and you like the first one, check it out. I still think it's a shame. That they never like released the long shot mode separately for like ten or fifteen bucks. Yeah, that would have made more and,
1: sense. Yeah, like
0: just yeah for like digitally, just throwing on the on the store for fifteen bucks or something like that. Because uh, I think it was great. Because really, it was like super easy. Uh, I think for me, anyway, I think for like uh, someone jumping into it that's more of a casual fan or doesn't really even care but just wants it in there for the story aspects of it, it was still really easy and fun to play. Uh, and this is too... Uh, it's a little more difficult, I think, than the first one, but it's uh, uh, it, it's still really fun. Uh, so, so yeah. I, so I, I,
1: I, I have a question though. Yeah, go ahead.
0: <laughs> Were there togas? <laughs> I wish. Was there a football at the end? <laughs> uh, dude, if there was, it would have been ten times better. I really wish we'd had it. It'd be like a scene from Animal House, you know, just yeah. like the whole freaking like just chaotic like football and shit. Mm. That's a good that's a good comparison to Animal House where like when they're trying to save the the, the fraternity. Oh, um,
1: it just sounds like a bad rendition of Animal House without all the good parts.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, it's just really weird, like where they like it's almost like the first one was most was like eighty five percent Devin Wade and like Colt Cruz was there for long for the ride. Yeah, he was the sidekick. And this one it's like fifty fifty, like they're like the co stars now. And actually <laughs> I would say it's more Colt Cruz's story than it is Devin Wade's story. Wow. Um so, which I'm, I'm I'm not totally against cause I think I enjoy the gameplay versions more of Colt, uh, part of Colt cruise uh but yeah I don't know, it's fine uh like I said uh this is not like this is not like worth buying for this game if you can find it super cheap check it out or red box it whatever uh, I still think it's fun if you like the first long shot but yeah this is not worth going back into uh for 60 bucks um but the other game I played uh, is Telltale's Walking Dead's, uh, final season, episode one. Uh, so people that, I mean, I say it every time we talk about uh, Telltale games, is the only ever talk about them, uh, the first episode of a season and the last episode of a season. I never, I don't, I'm not going to come back, uh, after episode two, three, and two and three about it and talk about it. Uh, I'll come back, uh, when episode four comes out. Uh, but, you know, I love Telltale games, um. I have played every single one since Walking Dead season one came out, except for uh, the, the uh, Minecraft games, but uh, the Minecraft episodes. But um, yeah, so this is the I, I'm kind of confused on it. It sounds like they're saying like this was be the final season, but it's the final. I think it's more like the finale for Clementine, the character, maybe not so much Walking Dead itself. Uh, so they're like they're kind of leaving that loophole in there. But if they want to go back to um, Walking Dead, they can. Uh, but really, the main the big thing about this is it's Clementine's last season. This is going to wrap up her, her character arc um, mm. with this game. Uh, this is the fourth season with her in it. Uh, the fifth season of Walking Dead overall for Telltale. Um, it's been a six-year-long journey, I want to say. 2012, 2013? Yeah. Uh, 2012. So when uh, Walking Dead first started and, and Telltale blew up. Uh, and it's... Uh, so in this one, um, I don't really know how old clementine is in this one uh in the first game i think she's eight and i think in season two she's like nine or ten uh-huh and then like uh season three she's like um i think well, let's say like 12 or 13 and then in this one uh she's probably closer to like 16 or 17 maybe even 18 um i don't really know i don't think they really even know themselves telltale does uh so kind of going through real quick uh what's going on uh with the catch spoil alerts for these games if you haven't played them already spoilers on six-year-old games um uh, so a lot of this game is is that you know uh, it's kind of a recap in, in a weird in a, kind of a funny way where in like it's like a three or four minute recap they spend like 70 percent of it talking about episode, uh, season one uh 25 huh. of it talking about uh Season 2, and okay. then like 5% talking about Season uh, 3. Huh. So it kind of tells you right off the bat how important this stuff is. Like really, you can play Season 1, kind of get the majority of what you need to know going into this. I, I still like it for the aspect of uh, the, when the conversations you have with people, they still bring up stuff that happened in like Season 2 and 3. Yeah. Um, but if you really want to know the importance of this game, uh, Season 1 is probably the most important. So in Season 2, one uh, of the characters in the group you're with is pregnant. She has a baby, she dies during pregnancy, uh, during the birth, uh, and uh, at the end of season two, you are, depending on the decisions you do, you end up with a baby regardless, but there's different things that lead off into the end of that. And then season three, it starts off a few years later, and you no longer have, uh, the baby's called, name is AJ, uh, you no longer have the uh, baby, and uh, you play as, uh, uh, I can't think of his name, Jar- Jarvis or something like that. Uh, and you, meet Clementine is not a playable character, but you do flashbacks with her, and you learn about what happened to her in this gap. She loses AJ, and this group takes her away from her, and then at, somewhere between three and four, she gets AJ back. They haven't really explained how yet, uh, if they are, if they are going to explain how, uh, but she ends up, at the beginning of the season, she has AJ back. It's been, he was still only a, a couple years old at that point. Now he's a little older, probably like four or five. Um... So in this one, uh you guys uh, Clementine and AJ are living in a car together, uh and drive, just drive around looking for supplies and they find this train uh tra- tra- uh train station and uh find food, uh get tap of walkers. This is all the first twenty minutes of the of the episode. And then you run you bump into these uh these uh kids save your life. Uh and a group comparison here is is like Lord of the the Lord of the Flies, which is a book that I think most of us had to read in high school. Uh, where a bunch of kids are stuck on an island together. Uh, and this one, uh, there's like this, uh, like private school for kids, uh, that it's just the kids. Now they run it. All the parent, all the adults left and abandoned these kids. So now it's a bunch of, it's all ran by a bunch of teenagers and some smaller children too. And they're all like in this walled off private, nice private school. And not nice. It's all run down, but it was a nice private school. Um, and it's all about these kids trying to survive. And you have this, uh, Kids probably about the same age as Clementine uh, is basically the, in charge of the place, and they're all trying to survive. And blah blah blah. Um, hard to talk about, obviously, always is with Telltale Games without spoiling it. Um, but uh, the one thing I like about this, uh, I can I, I kind of can see the, the comparisons, uh, is that in season one, where you're Lee and Clementine, you're like you're basically like teacher Clementine. She saw everything you did. And, um, what you did, what you did as Lee kind of was like, would, um, uh, mold Clementine, who she would become, uh, like if you are ruthless, she would become more ruthless. If you're more caring, she would become more caring, blah, blah, blah. And in this game, it's kind of cool where like now Clementine is that, is Lee in this scenario, uh, much, obviously much younger, uh, but then AJ, uh, who's a little bit younger than what Clementine was season one, it's kind of in that same scenario where now, um, you know, now what everything she does uh, is kind of molding AJ into who he will become. And it's kind of cool, too, where, like, they'll talk a little bit, like, certain situations where it's, like, it, it's great because it's been, I don't know, probably seven or eight years since the beginning of, like, of this, of, since the zombies have happened, the walkers have happened. Uh, so this has been this really well-lived-in world. Um, kind of like um, like The Last of Us was, um, where it's, like, at so much time, like, uh, the Earth is taken back, kind of, its, uh, kind of the planet, in a way. Uh, like, you see a lot of plants growing everywhere, uh things a little more run down uh and AJ being born a few years into the zombie apocalypse he has no idea what certain things are like uh an oven like what the hell's that uh he he finds like a toy that's a policeman and a firefighter he's like what are these he doesn't know what the, he doesn't know what those are uh so I think that stuff's kind of cool uh and it's just kind of like oh wow okay like he never would know what that is and that's I, don't know. I thought it was kind of cool um but uh it's just kind of like it's great cuz like in season 2 and 3 they didn't really have that um which Season two was okay. Season three, I thought was pretty good. Uh, Obviously, uh, season one was fantastic. Uh, And this one, it's going off. It's going in a good direction. Uh, Its first episode was um, was positive. I think. Um, Well, good. Yeah. So I'm happy about that. This season's only four episodes, and one thing I really like is before episode one came out, they already had a roadmap of when all three episodes, the other three episodes, are coming out. Like there's like one every six weeks. So like the last episode comes out like mid December. Uh, obviously it doesn't mean it's going to hold true it can, they said you know schedule is obviously can change at any point in time but I'm happy to see that because uh, obviously the biggest knock against Telltale has always been like it's a random ass release schedule where, Like you can go uh, a month in between episodes uh, to like Telltale tell, tell the Borderlands it took like almost a year to come out like there was like 3 or 4 month gaps between episodes um, so to see them stick to it and they've done it before with like Batman I think uh or i think batman or last season of walking dead where it's like we're gonna do an episode every month and they they stuck to that um so i hope they stick to this as well um but yeah I, like i said i'm really enjoying it. i'm happy where it's going uh, i'm hoping uh you know the six-year ride with clementine uh uh ends well and i'm, I'm hopeful for the future of that, that character all right then Well, moving on to some of the news uh we're gonna kind of continue on with um uh... A lot of stuff happened. We talked about a lot last week, um, but a lot of stuff has ap- happened since then. Uh, with the my uh, chip uh, what? IGN <laughs> and uh, Philip uh, Musin. Uh, Musin, I think is how you say his last name. Yeah, I really figure that out. Um, so last week we talked about it quite a bit about how uh, you know the thing came out with dead cells and he plagiarized it with Broomstick uh, Media, uh, Broomstick Gaming. I'm sorry. And, um, and then, uh, Jason Stride came out with some, with some stuff about how, uh, with, with, uh, FIFA 18, uh, for the Switch, some possible plagiarism there. And then also with Metroid's, uh, Sam's Sam Returns for 3DS. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, uh, he had, Philip had his, um, not so much an apology video, but he had his, like, rebuttal, I guess is the best way to put it, a video that came out super bad. Um, and he took down with, uh, in about, like, 12 hours later, uh didn't apologize for it kind of just said uh it didn't he didn't if it happened he didn't mean for it to happen it was totally accidental um which i think most people kind of saw through the bullshit <laughs> um and he went from being for, so I think some people had some sympathy for him to i think at that point everybody no. kind of like at that point everything was gone uh any goodwill he had left was gone uh he challenged jason schreier or kotaku to like hey you found you found the FIFA thing. If you find more like keep digging. If you find more, let me know. And then like at that point, um when we recorded last week the Metro thing came out. Ooh. Well since then Oh boy. It has gotten way worse uh for him. Uh where there have been uh now it seems like about maybe another dozen or so uh occasions where he has like and it's actually like worse in this case where like there were word for word copies off like he had uh no no I don't think there was any other like um, that was on IGN. I think there was a couple of, like him talking on like the Nintendo voice chat podcast, uh, where like, he talked about a game and like things he said were very similar to other things that are said elsewhere. Wow. Uh, but if you like on his YouTube page, um, where he talks about, uh, when he was like reviewing things or talking about things like he had word for word ripoffs of like forum posts on like random forum pages, Holy uh, crap. on Reddit, uh, on uh recent era, things like that. Like things are posted well before he posted them on YouTube. um, like and i've seen a couple of videos of it where it's like it is word for word uh that i looked i saw like people posted links to like the forum posts and they were weeks before he did them um he actually like has like reviews and uh not reviews maybe small reviews like uh thoughts and opinions on uh other on other videos that were um like ripped off of like ig themselves like they're essentially plagiarized uh, his, his the company he would eventually work for, um, and it finally got to the point where between IGN came out and had a post uh, Dan Stapleton did, uh, who was the one of the head editors at uh, IGN, um, he's like one of the top two or three guys in the company. Uh, eventually came out and said in between between uh, what you guys have found and our own uh, research themselves, uh, they have pretty much uh, all but wiped clean the uh, 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 anything to do with Philip as best as they can outside of maybe the podcast he was on and some videos yep um pretty much everything about him on the website uh not all of it's gone uh m- the majority of it will be gone and some of it will be redone by other people on the website uh, much like they did like the dead cells review when they re-reviewed it um so yeah uh they have uh philip is pretty much you know like like i said he is a He's, he's, he's obviously fired long for record last week but yeah like he, he uh it, he made it much worse for himself he yep. he uh, he basically said you won't find he basically challenged the internet and uh the internet uh won in this case so i guess Gable's uh coming out of it i mean looking at this what we have now what, what are you at on this you think IG is doing the right thing by scrubbing his image and like kind of the way the internet's acting Where I, where i' on this
1: I feel like that IGN is in the right this time for scrubbing any likeness of Philip from that website. Because in and of itself, it seems like to me, from the various things that I have seen, the various things I have read from him since then, and also from the various stuff that's come to light, thanks to Jason Schreier, who stupidly Philip decided to challenge, and instead of being, you know inside of a lake or something like that no the dude basically opened up niagara falls on himself mm-hmm. in terms of challenging not only him but anyone else to try to pick try to find any other types of instances where he's attempted like plagiarized stuff and it comes to light that he has been doing this it looks like since day one of him doing youtube stuff so pretty much in and of himself he burnt a bridge he burnt like, everything down after the events of him leaving IGN. IGN. To the point where he just basically, in one fell swoop, blacklisted himself from anything gaming media related. In just the ones... Just those few instances where he goes through, uploads that YouTube video, challenges Jason Schreier to a freaking journalism gaming e-reader, like, e-freaking penis contest, and in and of itself, the internet is basically like the whole parody video thing with Donald Trump and stuff like that. And basically, (laughs) the internet's like having this freaking e-penis on the dude's shoulder and stuff and just whispered in his ear, this is America. But... (laughs) But... uh... Anyways. My overall thoughts of all this... Man. I don't have any sympathy for this dude. I don't feel sorry. I don't feel hardly anything. All I'm just saying is this dude was basically a con man from freaking day one, it feels like. I don't know. What do you think, Tyler?
0: Uh, I'm with you. Um, this guy was basically came out. He's pretty much... He's a fraud at yeah. this point, really. You know, um, and, you know, like... Um, man, it's... You know, like, it, it's super weird, where, like, it sounds like the greatest thing in the world to be, like, you get a good YouTube following, and then you get a job at IT, and that sounds like the greatest job in the world. Like, I would mm. love that job. Not to say that I would be good at it, or I would deserve it. Like, I have, uh, my writing skills are not great, and blah, 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 but uh, I, I'm obviously not the greatest podcaster in the world, um, but, um, you know, it's, it's dumbfounded, like, I guess, when you're like in a smaller scale, it's easier to get away with the stuff. But eventually, like, you got to get your own opinions. Like when when oh, we yeah. first started this podcast, like, I would rely heavily on like other people's opinions, and I wouldn't like necessarily like steal them, but I kind of like take like this, this, and this, and I kind of like okay, and I form my own opinion at them. And it took me a good long while to kind of like understand things better for myself. And like, right. not like we don't like really review games on the show or anything like that. Like we give our opinions on games. Uh, we don't put scores on them. You know, like some games we play for 20 minutes, some games we play for 30, 40 hours. Um, and I've gotten much better at um, kind of forming my own opinions while playing games and looking at it more from a uh, uh, reviewer's eye, I guess. Um, but when I first started this, I didn't know how to do that. And it sounds like this guy kind of like started off that way to a much worse extent where he just worked mm-hmm. for what he's going on, on the internet and just like search for whatever his topic was for the video. I'm like, I like that. I'm gonna take that, and he would just write it. He just copy and paste it, yep. and read off the script. Um, and he just never formed his own opinions at all. And he just kind of kept doing it. He built everything uh, and,
1: off of lies, pretty much.
0: Yeah, and his whole his whole channel is built off lies. Um, and I, so Brian Altano, who's one of the uh, probably one of the faces of IGN, he's been there for nearly a decade now. Yep. Um, I'm gonna read uh, his Twitter post. He had. Uh, so he did, he stayed silent on it. he didn't talk about it at all for well over a week or so, yep. and he he had a fairly long uh, post on Twitter about this whole situation, and um, I'm just going to read it through okay. here, uh, so bear with me for a, a moment or two. Uh, so this is all from Brian Altano, uh, and I quote: "Hey, I haven't spoken much about the recent situation at IGN where an editor was fired for plagiarizing other people's works from around uh, around the video game industry." Today really started weighing on me more than usual, and I think this was posted like on Tuesday or Wednesday of this week, uh, so a little, like a day or so after um, everything came out about like all the like what they basically they're gonna, they decided to wipe everything off of the website. Um, so everything started weighing on me more than usual. So here, so here's what I have to say. Uh, for the record, most video game websites don't really have practices in place to stop plagiarism because hiring people who love to write and talk about video games from their own personal perspective is a whole fucking point. Millions of people consume IGN's content every month, and many of them would kill to get, a, get paid to talk about video games for a living. It's not like in high school, where you have three days to write, a, write about a book, and you have no interest uh, you have no interest in, and you have asked some book reports so you can pass and get on with your life. It's a video game. We hire you because you love them, and you love to talk about them. Because th- why wouldn't you? That's why, that's why you applied to begin with. Uh, in video game journalism, you get hired because you fucking love video games, and you spe- and sp- can speak on them from your own perspective. I've been at IGN for nine years, and the idea of somebody faking that but still wants you to work there is completely foreign to me. When I found out about this, I naively thought it was isolated in a situation where a person was drowning in deadlines and self doubt about their own abilities, and made a huge, isolated mistake in appropriating somebody else's work. Not justifying that, of course, as it turns out, it's just, it's but one incident in a string of possibly dozens. It's unheard of in the field of full of passionate um, enthusiasts. Th- this last week has completely fucked me up on it. On a personal and a professional level, it sucks we let down our audience, ourselves, and most importantly everyone that had their work taken from them. I'm genuinely saddened by the whole situation. I feel completely betrayed by somebody that I thought was a co- colleague, co-host, and more importantly a friend. I know many of you do too. Thank you for sticking with us through this time. Love, Brian. End quote. Wow. Um, so, as someone who was in that situation, who did a podcast with him every week, uh, I feel like uh, his uh, opinion is probably the one of the more important in that yeah. uh, in that whole entire company, and I feel like he sums up the best really, um, where it's like we do the show because we love it. Um, we love doing it. We don't, you know, we don't have the biggest audience. We obviously we pay to do the show every week. Um, we we you know we put the time in. We put everything together ourselves. We don't have anybody to do it for us. Um, and when when he said that, I'm like, yeah, that totally makes sense. Like. People want to like I've, I've heard a lot of people like shitting on IGN and like I said last week it's easy to do the number like one of the biggest uh, they're the number one gaming uh, website in the world uh, and even like you've won the bigger ones it's easier to get hated on when you're pop when you're the best at something and the most popular when you're popular as anything you get hate it on for no reason uh, and like they said like oh people like you, know, you should have caught that you should looked into that uh, and like I said last week where it's like nobody this guy did this for a couple of years and yep. nobody realized until this broomstick gaming video came out yep uh and he probably would still be doing it forever uh and no one really looked into it until that shit happened until
1: boomstick Uh, gaming himself actually went on record it's like wow i think this dude just did word for word
0: yeah exactly yeah and it's like he got away with this for a long time and like i said nobody caught on to it until he did and it just kind of uh like you said just kind of opened the floodgates and here we are um so i mean i don't have much more to say in that because like i said brian tom i think did it the best uh, where, you know, like that guy hadn't went from some, you know, a little bit, you feel kind of sad for him. You know, there's that, there's that, uh, mob mentality on the internet that, uh, that's really shitty sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and I don't want to sit there and like talk trash about this guy or, um, uh, dog pile on it. But, um, in this case, he kind of deserved it to a certain yes. extent. I don't want, I, like the people are threatening him or threatening his family I don't like up. that. I don't like that at no. all. I mean,
1: that's fucked up in any degree. You don't threaten the guy's family and his like his life or anything like that. But the thing is, the thing most importantly of all is that he should be deserving of this sort of like uh a hatred to only to an extent, you know, for his credibility in terms of his journalism and in terms of that. Nothing threats against his family or his own life. I mean, that is absolutely appalling.
0: Yeah. And you if people do that should be ashamed of themselves for doing that. Uh, but I do, I'm one that believes in sometimes you gotta eat shit. Uh, we've all had to do it in life. Uh, some, some, sometimes deserves, sometimes not. Yeah. Uh, in this case, I he probably admitted himself. He, he, he to himself he might admit it, but maybe not to anybody else. Uh, he deserves to eat some shit in this case uh, and take his licks uh, in this. Um, hopefully, he comes out and he apologizes and admits to everything. That'll, that'll help smooth things over. Um, but I mean, obviously after. Any shot this guy had left in the business is gone after that video, his YouTube video. But uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't blame IGN. I think it's a smart decision to do scrubbing him from the uh, website. Obviously, like um, that's always going to be there. Uh, there's, he's still going to have, he's going to have. There's YouTube videos, dozens of YouTube videos with him on it. Um, there's still going to be some articles up. This is not because that's going to go away uh, 100% anytime soon. Um, but at the very least, they might have. ...save themselves from a lawsuit down the line. We're like, hey, we did our part, and we we got all that shit off our website. Um, So, yeah. I mean, I think IGN's done everything they can in this situation to make things right. Right. Um, And hopefully they don't see too much of a a backlash for this. Hey, guys. This is Tyler. So, um, we went really long with this episode. Uh, So, instead of releasing one super long episode, I decided to split it up into two different podcasts. Um, This will be the end of this episode... Um, then we'll be back on Wednesday with the rest of it, talking about a bunch of Nintendo topics and a couple other topics as well, but mostly Nintendo stuff. Uh, so thank you guys, uh, for bearing with us. Sorry we went so long, but I hope you guys come back in a few days to check out the rest of it. I hope you guys enjoyed the show.
1: Bye. -bye.